0: I think it was my grandpa who was the first person who I felt like I could just be with. I remember thinking this is what Jesus looks like and I think that's the first time I remember that live.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to Holland Christian Medium Talk. Miss Bree Wimmer is with us this morning. Cam. Very cloudy morning. Very cloudy morning. Lacking sun. I'm very
0: glad to be here. Yes, he's, he you
1: can just tell he's glad to be here, can't you? I am. Thanks, Cam. Miss Wimmer and I are going to try our best not to just have a 45-minute conversation about Harry Potter.
0: Mm. It might happen though.
1: I don't know if we'll be able to do it, but we'll give you it like our best Harry shot. Harry Potter? Oh, it's okay. I likes Harry Potter. Like, I don't like what? to talk
0: about it though. So. No,
2: me
1: neither. It's kind of a I feel like I've never heard passion. you mention Harry Potter. Oh. I'm called out in front of a friend. Ooh. I feel a little uncomfortable. I think you're a fake friend.
2: <gasps> fake fan. Help
0: me out here, Miss Wimmer. No, he, we've talked about it before. He loves Harry Potter.
2: What's your favorite one?
1: Depends on the time. Mm. I'm, reading, yeah, I'm okay. reading Every time you read through, it's different. Order of the Phoenix is a good one. Mm. A little angsty, but I love the whole education theme. It always makes me think about, what are we doing here?
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Did you just
2: connect Harry Potter to your like life?
1: Yes, That's that's why mm. we read books cam is no i
2: read because it's a fantastic series one of the greatest of all time yeah
0: but what makes it fantastic it's fun you can really it's fun and
2: they're wizards
0: and they're wizards but also you can learn things
2: oh yeah how to be a wizard
1: (laughs) how to be a person how to be a person oh man Mm. amen miss swimmer how to be a person that's that's what it is that even you probably don't even know cam but that's what you love about it that's not
2: what i took away from harry potter (laughs)
0: cam what did you take away from harry potter
2: that Harry Potter's really cool, okay and the only <laughs> book I've actually enjoyed reading,
0: okay, I'll take that actually yeah you good job we'll yeah.
1: we'll process we'll debrief a little bit later, cam. I think there's more honestly under the surface of of we'll Harry see. Potter's cool, but we'll see Miss Wimmer, thanks so much for being with us this morning. appreciate it seven forty five a little bit early, well, I guess not anymore. <laughs> Not, it was earlier 7:45. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that, almost. That was, it was 7:45. <laughs> that was a time that it was when we were going to meet. But hey, Miss Wimmer, if I may just share an observation, uh, and I've I've got it kind of narrowed down to two possibilities. You're someone who, whenever there's a student crying in this building, or whenever there's a student who's got something they need to talk about, you're always with people who I feel like are are you know needing an adult to care. Uh, to listen so i figured out either you're the most empathetic person i know or you make students cry i haven't <laughs> figured out which it is
0: a little bit of both okay. actually yeah <laughs> so yeah sometimes i make them cry so, so a little bit of both thank you for shaming me publicly <laughs> yeah, on your no podcast problem. no i appreciate that's that that's really
1: what we do here that's kind of the goal yeah yeah but i'm guessing it's a little bit more of the first than the second thank you thank you and i'm just curious do you have stories or people in your life who kind of Uh, impacted you to becoming such a person who cares so deeply about students but also is like relatable, approachable. Um, That's something that I think everybody respects about you but I'm curious uh, what are some influences that made you to be that way?
0: It's a good question. Um, You know you've been in chapel and I tell a lot of stories about being like a weird goofy kid who felt like I never fit. Um, and it honestly was way later in life. I think it was my grandpa, actually, who was the first person who I felt like I could just be with, mm-hmm. you know, be happy or be sad or be angry or be upset. Um, I went and lived with him for the summer after my freshman year of college. So it really wasn't until like after my freshman year of college where I felt like I had someone that I could just exist with, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is... He was like 80-something, like kind of a gruff, old, grumpy man who, grump, I'm mean, honestly, he was grumpy, you know? <laughs> but he just had this way of like just being present, you know? Um, I was, when I lived with him, I was trying to afford Calvin College, and so I was working 80 hours a week between a, an Arby's and a cemetery, which oh, wow. is a fun combination. Yeah. Really delightful times. And so I was not my best self, you know? Um, and so I would come home and I would be grumpy and I would be upset and I would be lonely because I'd be missing, you know, life back home because I was living in Wyoming and had no one. And yet he would just kind of be there and listen and tell me when I was being an idiot, which Important. doesn't happen anymore. Of course, I'm no. never an idiot these we, days.
1: We've we've matured. We're past. Yeah,
0: I'm past that. Um, but I feel like it was just his, just showing up, his just being, you know, it was mm. like, I just felt the importance of just having someone who's just there to listen and would rarely offer advice because, I don't know, because he just wouldn't want to, but he would just kind of like be. And so that's, I don't know, he's my favorite person and someone that I strive to be like. So, yeah, he was also, I think, the first time that I felt like I was seeing Jesus live. You know, like there are moments in my life where I can look back and be like, oh, yeah, God was working or you know, that was a an incredible moment or I'm so thankful that happened or God is so good. But that living with him, just having him be present and like make me coffee at four o'clock in the morning and, you know, like tell me that he loved me even when I was a mess. I remember thinking this is what Jesus looks like. And I think that's the first time I remember that live.
2: Mm.
1: I don't think I've ever heard someone say it just like that before seeing Jesus live, but that is a, such a an awesome mm. description. And yeah, frankly, this isn't the podcast not all about buttering up our guests, but you're somebody who I think a lot of students see Jesus live here. When did you decide you wanted to be with high school kids?
0: It was an accident, I think. I went hmm. in um, to Calvin pre-med.
1: Oh, get out of here. I did not know that. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, see, here's what happened is I took the ACT, and I thought I did really well because I didn't understand the ACT, and I compared scores with a couple of my friends, and I was like, wow, I'm so smart. And I legitimately remember thinking, I'm a genius. What do people who are geniuses do? I need to give back to the world with my incredibly intelligent. Right, right. Like, you get it. Got to be a doctor. Got to be a doctor. And so I went, and I was pre-med for a whole year, and I hated it, and I didn't do all well my classes, and I fainted in one of the labs. Hmm. And because I'm not actually as smart as I thought I was, it took me a whole year to realize, like, <coughs> maybe not pre-med. And so I had Spanish and English had always been easy for me. And so I just kept taking Spanish and English classes kind of to tread water to figure out what I wanted to do. And then I I honestly don't remember making a conscious de- decision. I just was in education classes, knew that I didn't have the skill set to work with younger kids, And like, I honestly, it wasn't a choice. Like looking back, I'm just so thankful that somehow God provided a way when I wasn't even looking for one. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, one day I woke up and I was a senior student teaching with Jane Vanderbeek here at the high school and Uh loved it. So that doesn't really answer your question. I don't know is the answer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny how so often looking back, you can identify a trail through a lot of foggy, messy... Mm-hmm. I don't think there's much of a map looking forward, but looking back, it's like, oh, there was a little bit of a path here, and I realized mm-hmm. God was up to something, even though I had no clue at the time. Yeah. Yeah. This, this guy thought he
2: was an English teacher. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Uh-huh. Look at him now. Look at him now. Bible 3. I thought you were going to say podcast.
0: Something podcast. Or other, but Professional yes. podcaster. So we're
2: working on making that an official course. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, Brie... Being in a high school, you know this, and I know this too. It's, it can be really draining, especially with kids are sorting out. High school kids are sorting out who they are. What's what am I doing here? There could be a lot of stuff going on, and I mean, there is a lot of stuff going on mm-hmm. in, in the brain mm-hmm. of a high schooler too. So, how do you stay recharged? How do you stay present? How do you stay focused on on kind of the mission or calling of of being Jesus in this place?
0: Mm. That has been something that I've been figuring out. Honestly, I feel like I'm still figuring that out, mm-hmm. how to stay recharged, how to turn back to the source. I love slash hate to run. And so every day after school, I go run and it's terrible and it's awful, but it's like just me by myself, you know? You in the wind. Me in the wind. And then me <laughs> oh, wow. being... Oh, that sounds... Like, the name of the song that I'm going to turn into when I start my next band.
2: Me and the Wind. Me and
0: the Wind. Or, like, my album, you know? How about Breezy
2: and the Breeze? <laughs> Ooh, Who's going nice. to be the wind or the breeze? Right.
0: Yeah, so, um, no, I, I like to run. I like to be alone. Honestly, this is embarrassing to admit, but I think one of my biggest ways that I like to recharge is by reading books that were written for like 15 year olds you know oh yeah oh yeah like the hunger games the percy jacksons the anything with a dragon in it amen thank you those
2: are the best books those are are the best books
0: uh sam sportell this year told me about brandon sanderson his favorite author yes and so i've been tearing through those series so i love to read i love to run have you ever
2: done both at the same time
0: i tried like listening to audiobooks okay actually this is nerdy Every year, right before the school year starts, I'll reread all the books that we read in American Lit, mm-hmm. and yes. I always do, like, a walk and read. And I remember last summer, like, running into a parent as I was walking <laughs> yeah. down the road reading To Kill a Mockingbird, and she was like, what <laughs> are you doing? And I was like, this is...
1: My walk and read. This is my walk and read, <laughs> yeah. right? This is that is awesome. We need a club, a walk and read club. Oh, Sounds yes. dangerous. It does sound a little dangerous, <laughs> but you know what? Little risk. I think that might entice some people yeah. to join.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Hey, absolutely. I think I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this question. But have you ever cried while reading a book?
0: Um, every single time, <laughs> probably. Yeah, absolutely. There's a there are certain parts in Harry Potter that like I think about them and I start crying. So, oh yeah, I'm a. I'm a crier. I'm uh, a crier. I
2: kind of want to know what parts now. <laughs>
1: yeah, give us, can you think of a part that you just have, have balled your eyes out? Well, no, no, uh, she, well. might, she might cry.
0: Okay, hang on. I'm going to gather myself. It's All right,
1: c- I'll make a beeping sound, audience, mm-hmm. if Miss Wimmer's eyes start to tear yeah, up, No, 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 it's fine. Just to it's let fine. you know.
0: It's, uh, so there's a moment where Harry is learning how to cast a Patronus. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And... He goes through, like, he's being taught, and it's you have to come up with a happy memory, like a joyful memory. And so he tries everything. He tries the moment that he wins this big competition. He tries the moment that he's surrounded by friends. He tries the moment that people are lifting him on his shoulders, and nothing is good enough to combat this hopelessness, this... Oh, see, I'm already going to start crying. Um, Mm -hmm. And in the end, the book says it's a simple moment. It takes him back to book one, when Hagrid came and found him and said... You're a wizard, Harry. There it is. Mr. Russ, make the beeping noise. Yep. And it's not anything he had done or accomplished. It's just a simple reminder of who he is, right? And I think Mm -hmm. that that is such, I know that Harry Potter wasn't written to explicitly talk about Jesus, but I think that moment is Jesus, right? What What helps me combat loneliness or fear or anger or whatever, it's that simple reminder of this is who you are makes me cry every time. So thanks, Cam. <laughs> yeah.
1: Speaking of that identity, you've got some tattoos. Are you willing to tell us a little bit about those tattoos on, on your wrist?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I only have one. Oh, just to I'm be so fair. sorry. No, okay. it's, I'm not that rebellious. <laughs> um, yeah, so I have a tattoo. It's, uh, it's on my left hand. Let me think about this. My, after my senior year of high school, And I was in a, I don't know, a dark kind of unhappy time of my life, just unsure of who I was or who I wanted to be. And I had this really terrible job um, working, I was like a secretary or something at this
1: So you worked at a cemetery and an Arby's, but the secretary role was your terrible job.
0: Oh yeah, okay. Because it, I mean, I had to sit still. Okay,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. that That makes sense. You know,
0: it was. Thank you, Cam. Yeah. No, it was lots of sitting still, and I was in a cubicle, and I just didn't enjoy it. And so one day, I was not doing what I was supposed to be doing, and just like doodling on a piece of paper. And I had learned in like second grade that cursive is going to be important to your life. So I decided to practice my cursive mm-hmm. to prepare myself for the future. Of course. Of course. As... How
2: else do you get into college? Exactly. Cursive.
1: Let's, let's see your cursive.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: You can come in.
1: <laughs> Shout out to cursive. <laughs> what, yeah. Out of admissions departments. I, that's what
0: I've heard. That's what I've heard. Um, and so I just was doodling random words that I thought were fun to write in cursive. And one of them was beautiful. And I honestly don't know where it came from. And then I ran out of paper, and so I started like an adult does, writing on my hand, mm-hmm. um, and all everything else like rubbed off. But throughout the day, like the word "beautiful" just stuck, like right on my left hand. And every time I did something, which you know you do a lot of things with your hands, I would just notice it. And it was dumb things at first, but like things would just start to catch my attention, right? Like the first time it was microwave popcorn, where I was like, "It's kind of beautiful and awesome that." microwave popcorn exists you know <laughs> yeah like do you ever just think about that like yeah
2: it's so cool it's so cool. these little like corns you would never eat and then you kind of butter it up a little and mm. all of a sudden it pops and like you open up the bag and you're like whoa microwave popcorn
0: see cam gets it you know I, I, did, it.
2: I
1: didn't get it until just now i, I absolutely
2: adore popcorn
0: mm. yeah and
2: it's so easy to make
0: exactly Exactly. Um, And so from then it became bigger things, right? Like I started to realize like, oh, my parents who sometimes annoy me are like actually a really beautiful presence in my life. Or sometimes it was even things about myself where like I was really, I don't know, didn't love myself at the time. And so I'd just be like, oh, I, you know, I filed that paperwork so well. Mm -hmm. I, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just kept writing that word and it just, every time I would see it, it would help me notice something in the world around me and the people around me. Um, and so I wrote it there every day for like five or six years. And it just kind of the question that finally it brought me to was where do all these really beautiful things come from, right? Like big things like relationships, small things like microwave popcorn. And I think that is what like made me want to have a relationship with a living God that I hadn't wanted before that, you know? Mm. Um, and so finally I, I never thought I was going to get tattooed. Because I was always told that you will never get a job if you have a tattoo. And then after student teaching, one day Jane Vanderbeek asked me about it. And I told her and she was like, are you going to get a tattoo? And I said, no. And she said, I don't think it would be terrible if you got a tattoo. And I was like, thank you for the endorsement. And so I left school and I went and picked up a couple of my friends and got a tattoo wow. that day. Oh, my. Oh isn't wow! That awesome? And that if anyone day.
1: ever has a problem with it, you could say go talk to Jane Vanderbeek, exactly. room two sixteen, and, and she'll have my back. So yep. oh, yeah.
0: thanks, Jane. Um, yeah, no. The cool thing too has been since then. My sister got a tattoo in the same spot, and my brother got one in the same spot as well. Um, and my sister says joy, and my brother says courage. Hmm. Um, and so it's cool because I think sometimes when I see it, like I'm reminded not only of this word that has impacted my life, but of the words that have impacted theirs and sometimes I need different words. Hmm.
1: Cam, you were earlier talking about why we read fiction or why we love fiction. Sound like maybe Mm -hmm. we got some different reasons, but I really think, uh, I remember a teacher in high school, I was reading one of the Chronicles of Narnia books, Mm. and and this teacher said, why are you reading that? It's not even true. Uh, You know, I didn't have anything to say at the time, but I think looking back, I would say, yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. It, It actually is. And you bring up those words—courage, joy, beautiful. I think it's fiction that's helped me see those things in the world, helped me see those things in other people. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, I really think what draws me to to love fiction so much is they kind of tune my eyes or give me a lens to see the real world, the nonfiction reality that I'm in, um, through through some of these thematic lenses. And I don't think I'd be able to do that without the fiction that I that I've. You know, that's really shaped me through my yeah, life. I mean, we
2: approached Harry Potter from a theological perspective this morning, yeah. which is something As you I should. never expected mm-hmm. to do, but here I am.
1: Mm. Here we are.
0: I mean, if I had to put it in my own words, I'd say, words are, in my not so humble opinion, our most inexhaustible source of magic, capable capable of both inflicting damage and remedying it.
1: Can you just drop this mic right now? Just push it off the table, Miss Wimmer. Elvis
0: Dumbledore said that, just so we're <laughs> <laughs> clear.
1: Elvis Dumbledore.
0: What's his middle name? Percival w- Wolfric Brian.
1: He's got a <laughs> few of them. It's a little test. Oh, <laughs> She passed. She passed.
0: Yeah, I didn't know too much. I entered in a Harry Potter trivia contest recently. Really? Yeah. And didn't win because they included stuff about the movies.
1: Yeah, I,
2: I never appreciate that when it's like, Mm-mm. I know the movies pretty well.
0: You should have been on my team.
2: I would love to go next time. Right.
0: You
1: guys would
2: have been a dynamic duo.
0: Miss Wimmer, <laughs> can I ask
1: a question? I've honestly, I've been wanting to ask you this question for a couple years. Oh, no. And I haven't. Okay. And I'd like to ask you now if that's okay. Whenever you pray, and maybe this <laughs> is a thing, maybe it's not, I don't know. You always start your prayers with and. and. You notice this oh, too, Cam. Cam. Yeah, I know. Miss Wimmer, for, the, for our audience, sometimes prays in chapel, starts chapel to introduce a speaker, and she always starts with and, God. And I've always wondered... I don't. I don't know a ton of people who start their prayers with "and." Why? Why? What is that about?
0: So, first of all, as with most of my best ideas, I think I stole it from someone else. I heard someone do that once, and it just—it struck me how. I mean, "and" is a conjunction, you know. I think so often for me, it's easy to look at prayer like stopping by a vending machine, you know, I'm living my life and then I stop and I go and ask for something and then I wait and I get what I want and I'm overjoyed or or I don't and then I'm grumpy. And yet, like, Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm confident that that's not what prayer is, you know? And so what I love is, I don't know, I started saying and because I heard it once and it just made that prayer like a continuation of the way that we were living, right? Yeah. And I think it wasn't even a conscious decision. Decision. I think I did it once and then I just kept doing it. And I think it honestly has changed the way I view prayer and the way that I live my life a little bit, you know, like I still am kind of a turd sometimes and I still mess up. And yet like there's something about the and that I want everything in my life to be worship. I want everything in my life to be pointing back to God. And so I don't like living life, and then period, and then praying, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: Yeah. Miss Wimmer, that was one of the best things I've heard in a long time. (laughs) You are a wise person.
0: I stole it from someone. So I think maybe it was Mark Hiskus who I heard do that first. I honestly don't know, but yeah.
1: I sometimes wonder what this school would look like without Mark Hiskus because just about everyone has learned so much (laughs) from him and he's shaped us all pretty powerfully.
0: He told me he's never going to retire, so I would just like to publicly announce yep. he'll be here forever.
1: Forever. <laughs> yeah. Hey, really quickly, I just, I just ran and grabbed a book, uh, because what you just said reminds me so mm. much of what I read yesterday in this daily devotional thing by Henry Nowen. Uh, he, he said this about prayer. When we walk in the Lord's presence, everything we see, hear, touch, or taste reminds us of him. This is what is meant by a prayerful life. It is not necessarily a life in which we say many, many prayers, but a life in which nothing, absolutely nothing is done, said, or understood independently of him who is the origin and purpose of our existence. Hmm. Didn't we read that together? Yeah, we read that yesterday for devotions. We should have
2: started our prayer with and God. We should have. I think I might from now on. (laughs) No, I I really like that. Yeah. I never really knew. I kind of just guessed at it, but Hmm. like... Me too. Prayer's a continuation of our daily life. It's not this separate thing. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I really it's, like that. Thank you. And I honestly like it's one of those things that now is habit. So I'm glad that you asked because then it forces me to rethink that. You know, like yeah, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then go be more intentional about that. So For
1: sure. Hmm. Thanks, guys. Yeah, those moments are so helpful. Of you know, there's the Psalm that His love endures forever, and mm. it's every other line is His love endures forever. And I think sometimes. There's maybe two options. I can every time I say His love endures forever, become a little less aware of that reality, Mm. or every time I say it, be a little bit more aware that His love endures forever. His love endures forever. Mm. His love endures forever. Yeah, right. That it becomes increasingly real and profound and 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 formative. You know, I love. I love in the biblical text all these images of God, the way authors are taking you know, observing their world and, and saying, oh, God's kind of like a shepherd. God's kind of like a strong tower that, that you could hide in in times of danger, this refuge. Uh, how would you describe who is God? Oh. No pressure, yeah, by the way. no pressure. Just putting you on, on the pedestal with biblical authors here. How, how oh would you describe goodness. God? Just describe God.
0: Just describe. No, that's, that's simple. To answer your question, I'm going to start by not answering your question. Yesterday, in freshman English, some of my students and I got in a fight about whether or not the verb, like, am, is a verb, right? Mm-hmm. I am, you are, and my some of my freshmen were very, very upset with me, like, no, they, what they said was, is, is not a verb. You, you can't is, Miss Wimmer. And so after that class, I mean, cuz I I had to come up with examples then, right? Like let me show you mom once where like being is a verb. It's an action, right? It's not just like a static nothingness. And so I feel like this is, you know, almost cheating to say like God is I am because those are not my words, mm. and yet like I was reflecting on that thought last night actually, like God is being, right? And I don't I feel like that looks differently in different moments i see it differently in different moments of my life and yet like there's this presence this active and um shaping and loving and you know this this being that invites me to be more and better and myself and so i don't know if that answers your question but
1: and that's just such a terrific one from from you know early on in exodus three or four i can't ever remember. Uh, When he's talking with Moses, God speaking to Moses, because it's so it's so like profound, but also incredibly vague. That's like, Mm. wait, what exactly? And I've heard a number of you know biblical scholar folks kind of try to explain or describe what exactly is going on in that moment. But it's 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 like the kind of foundation that God's going to get a ton of nicknames throughout the rest of this story with He and this people. And that's almost just like the bedrock that mm. all these other names, the God who provides, the God who who sees, the God, all these other names are on this, like the God who is.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, even going off that too, you earlier used the word shepherd. And I, so I, like a lot of our teachers and students here, got to go to Israel a few years ago. And one of my favorite, it's hard to pick a favorite, you know, because everything there is credible, but there was a moment where we were walking along and we saw a shepherd and his sheep and RVL just stopped us and we just watched him for a couple minutes and it was like the shepherd was the most active person mm. I've ever seen you know what I mean like what I imagine cam is like on a sunny day um, you, you
2: can't imagine yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah maybe and maybe I can't um but like he was in front and then behind and then in the middle and then running or you know what I mean and like circling and oh, present yeah. and next to all of it like and it wasn't just like a I'm out front, follow me. But it was that sometimes, you know, and then sometimes it was I'm in the middle and I'm encouraged, you know, and so that was just like he was being with those sheep. And so I feel like that is just like a picture that I go back to over and over and over. Oh, I
1: love that. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, yeah, I've never, I always imagine the shepherd just chilling until one of the sheep got out of line and then he whips out that, the old candy cane staff and crabs one of the sheep get back in like yep. but i love what you just described man i think that's such a much more dynamic interested mm-hmm. participatory god that you just described with that image of shepherd so cool hmm. yeah. was he making that cool sound
0: i wasn't close enough uh, but i imagine that he was
1: i can't make the sound
2: what sound are you guys I think talking you about Is this a, no i i can't i can't like roll r's and like come on sheepy that sound no <laughs> shepherds make this like strange sound and then their sheep like learn the sound so then they'll start doing it and their sheep will like come with them
1: oh is that like what jesus is talking about in john's gospel when he says my sheep will know my voice yep yeah (laughs) (laughs) probably (laughs) actually i
0: think so
2: yes (laughs) oh that's very cool i guess so we can check it out later we'll check it out later yeah so there's a question i tend to ask almost everyone that comes on the podcast Mm -hmm. um let's go back to high school okay If you could talk with your high school self, what is something you would say? Read more Harry Potter?
0: Read more Harry. I mean, I didn't read a lot in high school because I thought I was too cool for that. Um, So I'm going to say this because I feel like this is something I've been relearning presently. I think I would tell my high school self to be more curious. I feel like especially towards the end of high school, I got very you know, like worried about the future or worried about was I doing enough or being enough or saying enough or, you know, what I mean, I just kind of like rushed through my life and didn't really, or even just got used to the routine, which I feel like I do sometimes. And I, and so I think I would just tell myself, be more curious, right. In, yeah. in school maybe, but also like in the people around me, ask the person next to you a question, even though it takes mm-hmm. 35 seconds out of your day, you know, that's what I would say to myself, both presently and in high school. So it's mm-hmm. something.
1: I like that. Yeah. Yeah, curiosity in general, that could be a topic of a whole podcast. It's great.
2: Yeah, I was, I, sh- I should be more curious. I feel like lately it's just been like, all right, this is what I have to do today. Got to go to school, do this after school. All mm-hmm. right, check it off, done. Now I can finally go to bed. But like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot more than just what I have to get done.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think senior year in particular is, it's easy. I remember reflecting after senior year that I, I kind of missed the whole thing because I was looking ahead I mm-hmm. kind of became put on coast mode a little bit. Um, You're calling me out. Yeah, I'm, I'm subtly <laughs> calling you out by pretending I'm reflecting on my own life, but I'm mm. actually talking about yours. <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds about right. <laughs> That's love. what the biblical prophets do. I love it when they Be do Be passive-aggressive. Thing. Let me tell you about somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> the book of Russ. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Curiosity, I don't think, works when you're just thinking about the future or mm-hmm. or hurry and worry i think are two mm-hmm. great ways to not be right now and curiosity is is almost it roots you in the moment and gives you eyes to see and i think that's pretty pretty helpful yeah yeah
0: and hard to do
1: yes honestly
0: yep. but beautiful worth it
1: beautiful joy courage
0: ooh can i tell you one terrible thing about those tattoos though yes is and so now I'm just going to, this is the terrible side of me that my mom, after we all got tattoos, my mom decided that she wanted to get one in the same oh, spot. Wow. and we like
1: started a movement.
0: I Yeah. And then I, in my infinite kindness and grace, said to her, mom, what's yours going to say? Bandwagon? <laughs> 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 and then she, she got really hurt by that. And so she doesn't have a tattoo. Oh, Miss oh, yeah. Wimmer, I come know. on,
1: get that tattoo. Not you, I'm sorry. I'm talking to your mom. Yeah,
0: I know. So that's me making people cry again. There you go. This is how we started talking about making people cry. But you probably
1: comforted her afterward. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I did did feel terrible. We talked about it.
0: Yeah, I need to call her later and remind her how much I love her.
2: (laughs) Amen. (laughs) That's actually pretty funny.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh Heavens. The
2: bandwagon. That would be kind of a sick tattoo, though. Just bandwagon. Yeah. Yeah,
0: bandwagon. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it could be like. Relevant to a lot of things. It's true. So you could say, yeah, kids got the tattoos, so I got one too. But then, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm a Golden State fan today because Steph Curry's back, but, like, I'll be a Lakers <laughs> fan later.
0: <laughs> that's fair. It's whatever. We are – everyone in my family is huge Nebraska Cornhuskers fans.
1: Oh, that's right. I've seen that shirt you wear on occasion. Oh, really? yeah.
0: Absolutely. But my mom doesn't really care about sports, so she kind no. of is like – I don't know that's bandwagon, but she tries to love it with us. Her contribution was – in the house my parents lived in in Michigan, she decorated a whole bathroom Nebraska corn husker oh, theme. Like painted it red and found some like posters and stuff. So isn't that She's awesome?
1: When people love something just because someone they love loves yes. something. That's kind of awesome. I it's think it's really
0: cool. I love it. Like Harry Potter. Like
1: Harry Potter. I mean, who just doesn't genuinely love yeah, Harry Potter to begin yeah. with? But Miss Wimmer, I think so highly of you. I just love calling you my friend. I think we might be twins separated at birth. I've had that thought many times. Same,
0: actually. Which, of course. Me, you already that, knew that, though. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because we're twins separated at birth. Thanks for being Jesus live in this place. Mm. Did I use the quote right? I Jesus loved it. Live?
0: That's awesome. Seeing Jesus. Yeah. And now I'm going to go try to do that for the rest of my day.
1: Hey. All right. Amen. Cam? Sweet. Go Maroons. Go Maroons. Go Maroons.